On today's episode of the Cross Promo Pro Wrestling Podcast, Julia closer to joining WWE. The show off does so in Japan. Cody Rhodes sends class to WrestleMania. Tonga out. Roosh re- reveals something on social media. We'll have all that, including Match of the Night, This Week in History, and our follower shout out. So get your ring gear on, lace up your boots, and ref, ring the bell. Set for at least one hour. Introducing your hosts from Fort Worth, Texas, at a total combined weight of 430 pounds, Kevin and Chris Newell, the Cross Promo Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the Cross Promo Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is Kevin. And I'm Chris. And we are the father-son tag team. One of the father-son tag teams in pro wrestling podcasts. Well, we uh, just got done uh, with an exhilarating episode of uh, Ring of Honor. And um, gotta say, it was a a pretty good. It was pretty good. This is post uh, World's End. Um, Of course, they... um, started out by just quickly just telling you about the beginning of it just uh eddie kingston just talking about his triumphant win over john moxley at world's end um we have a lot also to go over as far as history very little going on in the news um usually normally we would probably go ahead and go over also impact or soon to be tna uh but um uh tonight's episode of of impact um they're just recapping like legendary tna moments uh just kind of gearing us up for the comeback of total nonstop action uh so we were only able to um get live current uh wrestling matches from ring of honor tonight uh and with so let's go ahead and dive into and discuss about ring of honor Ring of Honor. All right. Well, Ring of Honor um, didn't disclose the location where they were from, uh, but we'll start things off with the first match of the night. It was Griff Garrison taking on Serpentico. Uh, match. Uh, it was a little bit of back and forth, a little interference from their uh, managers that had came to the ring with them. I can't remember their names right now. I know one uh, Serpentico had Angelico with him at ringside. Uh, Griff Garrison, I can't remember the guy's name that was with him. I really can't, but uh, it ended with Griff Garrison picking up the win, making him uh, 1-0 and and Serpentico 0-1. Next, we had uh, uh, North Texas wrestler. Yes, he's from North Texas. 
uh, we had Lance Archer taking on J.P. Harlow. Uh, match started off with J.P. Harlow at first wanting a handshake, but Lance Archer wasn't having he, it. He but never got that handshake either. Never got that handshake, but J.P. Harlow ended up just like, okay, well, shake my hand anyway, shake my hand. And then Lance Archer goes in for the handshake, but immediately slaps Lance Archer. And it's like, dude, you do realize you have a stick and you're poking the rabid bear with, you know, with this stick. He didn't care. Slapped him again. Well, that those two slaps led to his loss because Lance Archer picked up the win. I think he would have won anyway. It nope. was it was a big mismatch, but got to give it to Lance Archer though. Big fan of his. Uh, this leaves Lance Archer for the uh, for his Ring of Honor record uh, being at one and zero. JP Harlow, zero and one. All right, Chris. Uh, what were the next two matches? Uh, Peter Avalon being defeated by Dalton Castle. Now, Dalton Castle came out looking not really himself, I guess would be the word. He hasn't been since he lost to Johnny TV. No. And, um, I mean, it seemed like he lost his mojo. Yeah, he came out eating a sandwich. From his tights. From that little onesie zip-up suit he had. Just dug in, pulled out a sandwich, and just munched on it. Uh, he ended up not finishing the sandwich, I, I should probably say. Um, the, he he surprisingly won that one. I wasn't really expecting him to win that one uh, just because of how he was seeming. He well, seemed, oh, sorry, go ahead. Because he seemed out of it and all that. Well, the commentators were saying this was his second win since his loss to Johnny TV. I, I didn't see the other one. So. I, I didn't either. I didn't even know he lost that badly to where he just completely lost his mojo. This brings Castle to 1-0 and oh, and Peter Avalon to 0-1. Oh, that was then followed by Qu- Queen Amanita making her Ring of Honor debut. She made her... Amidala? Yeah. Hey! Uh, I guess she had double work this week. Once I on guess Dynamite, so. then on Ring on of Dynamite Honor. Dynamite, then Ring of Honor, yeah. Uh, she won this match against Maya World, uh, who was 0-1, because World tapped out to a submission she used. Hmm. Okay. So, Amidala is now 1-0 in Ring of Honor. Oh, that's not going to get old this year, I think. I think I found my new little thing to do. If it ain't, if it's not her, it's going to be AA Ron. Yeah. Uh, we had Sean Dean. Dean. Okay. Can't read your handwriting sometimes, son. Jeez. Oh, by the way, you know, Chris was getting notes because I was getting on my way home from work. Um, so we got Sean Dean and Charlie Bravo taking on the boys. Okay. So I remember the, I remember these guys. Okay. Sean Dean, Charlie Bravo, the infantry. Yeah. Taking on the boys and then taking on, uh, what was it, Shane Taylor Productions or Incorporated or something Promotions. Like that. Promotions. Okay, Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty teaming up. It was a three uh, triple threat tag match. Yeah. Um, it ended with uh, Shane Dean pinning one of the boys. Yeah. Uh, Shane Taylor, I'm sorry, not Sean. I'm thinking, I'm getting, see? 
Sean Taylor, Shane Taylor, you know, see, I'm, I'm getting them mixed up. So Shane Taylor picked up the win for his team by pinning one of the boys. Uh, okay, so the next match we had, um, what does this say? Serpentico, what? Between that match and the Red Velvet one, there was a promo where I forgot to make space for it. But really between the two. Your writing is so small. Oh. I think it was just that one, though. So, so what happened in this promo? Uh, basically, it was uh, it, w- it was Serpentico. The main thing that I guess they were focusing on was Serpentico attack and his manager attacking uh, his earlier opponent. Oh, okay. Okay. So we're trying to get some payback from after that match, the first match of the night. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, after that, it led to a match between uh, Alex Garcia and Red Velvet where Red Velvet had picked up the win. Uh, oh, I almost forgot the win-loss records. Uh, Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty are 1-0. and The boys 0-1. And, uh, and Sean Dean and Charlie Bravo both 0-1. Uh, Red Velvet beating uh, Alex Garcia. Just going right back to that other match. Yeah. Just flow right into it. Uh... Red Velvet's record now on Ring of Honor is 1-0, and and Alex Garcia's is 0-1. All right, Chris, go ahead and uh, give us the uh, next two matches there. Then we had Diamante and Mercedes Martinez teaming against Layla Hirsch and Rachel Ellering, which resulted in a loss for Rachel Ellering and Layla Hirsch, resulting in them being 0-1, and Diamante and Mercedes being 1-0 when Mercedes pinned Ellering. Then you had a Ring of Honor TV title defense with Kyle Fletcher defending his title against Willie Mack. Uh, more on that match later. Yeah. I think, yes, we should save that for later. Uh, it was his first successful defense and ended in pinfall. Hmm. Okay, for Kyle Fletcher? Yeah. Okay. Uh, next, we had our main event, which was... Oh, we had an interview from Dalton Castle uh, saying he hasn't slept since Final Battle and pretty much since his loss to Johnny TV, and he's not happy about it still. But then uh, Johnny TV and his uh, wife... Um, I don't know. Valkyria. Ter- uh, Tyra Valkyria. Okay. Uh, they popped up. Um basically just calling him a loser and there's no chance that he'll ever get a match but I think Dalton Castle and his road to redemption here I think he'll get that with this match and I hope he comes out on top of uh, Johnny TV uh, next we had our main event we had uh, JD Drake and Anthony Henry and Gringo Loco teaming up against Lee Johnson uh, El Hijo del Vikingo and Commander in a uh, six-man tag match. Now, this match was all over the place. It was. You, you had, of course, Vikingo and Commander doing what they do best, and that's taken to the air. Uh, Lee Johnson more staying to his ground-based game. Um, quite a few back and forth. I mean, granted, we saw, uh, Ant- I think it was Drake or Henry, one of the heavy set guys, doing, like, rolls in the ring and everything. I mean, rolls upon rolls upon rolls. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, Lee Johnson, so, uh, 
Vikingo and Commander picked up the win for their team with uh, with Commander pinning Gringo Loco. Uh, oh, another thing was Gringo Loco taking a, a suicide dive to outside the ring. I didn't know he was capable of doing such a thing. Really blew me away. Uh, well, this leaves um, J.D. Drake, Anthony Henry, and Gringo Loco uh, all 0-1. Whereas uh, Lee Johnson, uh, Vikingo, and Commander are all 1-0. Uh, according to Ring of Honor, of course. All right. Well, that pretty much just sums up everything for uh, Ring of Honor there, but we want to go ahead and head right into uh, Match of the Night. Match of the Night. Now, uh, me and Chris had both uh, talked about it and agreed. Um, match of the Night's going to have to go to Willie Mack versus Kyle Fletcher for the Ring of Honor TV title, because... I mean, Kyle Fletcher put everything he could to put down Willie Mack and trying to end the match early, you know, try to call it a night and go home and, you know, be able to go and celebrate, you know, but uh, Willie Mack wanted, really made him work for it. Like, if you're going to beat me, you're going to really need to beat me. And Willie Mack, surprisingly, just kicking out of, uh, kicking out of a lot of pins that could have ended, ended him in the match, you know. Um, really, really loved the back and forth and effortless counters. There was one counter that it was on the, um, I, I think Fletcher was sitting on the top turnbuckle and Mac was trying to, I guess, do a, a slam uh, fall away slam. Yeah. Where he picks him up and tosses him over and, uh, Fletcher just immediately countered it. And turned it into a uh, just a regular old side body slam, off of the off of the second rope, which was I mean, mind blowing. Uh, and again, you like you said, it's Fletcher's first title defense. And if this is just his first title defense, I'm looking forward to other d defenses that he's got. I mean, this is this is uh, Kyle Fletcher's way of breaking away from Aussie Open. And he's doing a good job of it so far. I mean, really picking up uh, his own career since his partner is, you know, out on injury. And uh, starting off the year right, being 1-0 and still Ring of Honor TV title champion. You know, TV champion, I mean. Um, but I don't think that, I don't think we'll count Willie Mack out. I mean, we may see him come back for that title while Fletcher has still got it too. Because that was... That was a pretty epic match. Even the audience uh, during that time was like, my God, we're witnessing a classic match here. So, again, match of the night going to Willie Mack taking on uh, Kyle Fletcher for the Ring of Honor TV title. All right. Well, we're just blazing right on through this episode, aren't we? We're not even 20 minutes in. Oof. This is going to be our shortest episode yet. <laughs> Well, we can extend it out as much as we can. Because, I mean, we did... Our goal is to try to extend it out for at least an hour. Um, let's see. Well, we could just uh, go ahead and talk about... Uh, I don't know. Something in the regards of this day in history. 
today in pro wrestling history. All right, today being January the 4th, uh, on this day back in 1985 in the main event of a uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling show, the team of Hulk Hogan, Kerry Brown, and King Kong Bundy beat uh, Antonio Noki, Kitaro Hi, uh, Hoshin, Hoshino, and Tatsumi Fujinami in a six-man tag team match with Bundy pin, uh, pinning a Hoshino. Yeah, I almost got tongue-tied there saying those names. Woo! Uh, moving right along. Uh, on this day in 1999, it was the infamous finger poke of doom. Took what? place in WCW on Monday Night Nitro. Uh, so what it basically... I'll, I'll tell you what had happened here. Um, the finger poke of doom? Yes. This was a moment that many see as it was a turning point in the Monday Night Wars uh, between WWE and WCW, of course. Um, it happened due to the uh, culmination of various events that happened throughout the night. WWE Raw apparently was taped that night uh, where Nitro was live, as they always are, or they say they are. Uh, both shows would... Of course, during the Monday Night Wars, both shows were on the air at the same time. WCW like picked up steam and picked up picked things up in, in early on in the ratings, but then it started. Uh, WCW started doing ridiculous stuff and it started slipping. That's why a lot of people are kind of comparing W. Some people, some fans, comparing WCW to AEW. But what WCW was doing was constantly saying, "Hey." If you're going to go watch another wrestling promotion on the Monday night, don't stick around here and watch us. Uh, there were instances where they would even, when WWE being taped, uh, WCW being live on Monday Nitro would immediately go off and um, start saying the results of the ma of the night, of the matches on WWE. Oof. Yeah. Which, they were spoiling it. They were spoiling things. And um, one night they spoiled that Mick Foley, otherwise known as Mankind at the time, would win the title from uh, from The Rock. Well, immediately after announcing that, people changed channel from WCW like, heck with this, I want to see what's going on over here. Because they mentioned that Mick Foley was once Cactus Jack on WCW. And many WCW fans are like, oh, I remember Cactus Jack. The other promotions giving him the main title. I gotta see this, and Oof, that's, that, when that kinda, that's when things kind of—that's when things kind of started taking a turn. It backfired. It really did. So you started having these crazy matches. You know, you had Jay Leno, the, uh, at the time the Tonight Show host, team up with Diamond I, Dallas I, Page. I know him from Cars. Huh? I know him from the Cars movie. Jay Leno. <laughs> I don't know. He, he, it was funny. The t anyway. I think it was like a parody or something. It probably was a parody, but uh, he teamed up with Diamond Dallas Page to take on Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff at Road Wild or at Hog Wild or something like that. It was a pay-per-view that took place in Sturgis, where the where bike is like a bikers convention basically. But a lot of people, it, it, I mean, they started doing that. Then they started bringing in Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone to do matches. You sound like actors or something. The no, Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone. 
professional athletes, basketball players. Uh, oh, they sound they're they're big names, I guess. But a lot of people say know. the darkest day was when they had uh, David Arquette, who was a star of the movie Ready to Rumble. That uh, I don't know if you've seen that movie. Was that the one with uh, Jerry King? Not yeah, Jimmy King. Jimmy King, yeah. Um, and I will rule you and all that. Yeah. Well, he was the guy that played Gordy, David Arquette, one of the fans. He ended up getting involved in a match for the WCW title and won the WCW title. He beat uh, out he beat he beat out uh, I think it was like Jeff Jarrett or something like that. But to give a, your main belt that has such history attached to it. I mean this was this championship belt was held by Sting, by Ric Flair, by Lex Luger, by Ron Simmons. I mean, I can go on and on with the long list. I mean, this was this belt was kind of like a shoot off from the NWA belt, which Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, uh, Harley Race had carried. And then you give it to not a wrestling David Arquette. Now you kind of understand my feeling on the whole Logan Paul thing. I'm more confused than anything about that. The the David Arquette thing you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, well, he ended up winning. Okay, and this and became champion and everything. But I mean, granted, he lost the title later on, but still. Anyway, back to uh, this here. The Finger Poke of Doom. Uh, so... On Nitro, there was supposed to be a scheduled rematch with Goldberg uh, taking on Kevin Nash for the WCW title in the main event, but it didn't happen. But Gold, uh, but what happened was Hulk Hogan got Goldberg arrested, and Hogan announced was announced as his replacement. So, if you're to pull back the curtain a little bit. There was a lot of politics going on. The higher paid guys being, you know, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan. They had a say in creative. So Goldberg, I guess, was taken out because uh, in real life because of an injury. So Hulk Hogan takes his place. Or something to that effect, if I remember right. Um, so when doing so... Eric Bischoff told the commentator Tony Schiavone to announce the following. Fans, if you're even thinking about changing the channel to our competition, fans, don't. We understand that Mick Foley... This is what I was telling you about. We understand that Mick Foley, who wrestled uh, here one time as Cactus Jack, is going to win their world title. Huh. That's going to put a lot uh, some butts in the seats. That was him being sarcastic. That backfired because at that a moment in time... 600,000 people immediately just turned away from Monday Nitro to WWE Raw just to watch that happen. As that was happening, as Mick Foley won the title for uh, the WWE title, Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash were going to square off in the ring in the main event. Well, in doing so, Hulk Hogan just pokes Kevin Nash with a finger. Kevin Nash falls to the mat. Hogan pins him one, two, three, and wins the world title. That, yep, 
That's how it went down. He poked him to win. Yep. That's how it went down. And that and that and people are wondering, well, what led to WCW's downfall? It's because of stuff like that. Fans paid money to be there to be invested in something that it was big and huge. You promote something like that, and you know, you're like, oh, well, I'm gonna put my money in because I want to see that. And you're there and you're watching it go down and you're like I wasted my hard earned money and and came down here to see this I could have watched this at home that kind of thing I could have been at home and I could have been watching Mankind win the world title from The Rock well moving right along um, in 2007 New Japan Pro Wrestling presented uh, the very first of what would become their annual event or their equivalent to Wrestlemania Wrestle Kingdom this was the very first uh, this um, would have the match cards uh, with legends as Taiji Muto and Mariachio uh, Chono um, defeating uh, Hi Hiroshi Tenzin and Satoshi Kojima and the uh, their main title, their IG IWGP Heavyweight Championship, uh, was between Hiroshi Tanahashi retaining his title against uh, Taiokea in a uh, what was a hard-fought match. Another New Japan. There's a lot of New Japan right now. So if I'm mispronouncing these, I'm so sorry. And to <laughs> Hiroshi. I'm, I'm telling you, if I butcher these, I'm sorry. Uh, in 2008, after the success of the very first Wrestle Kingdom, they decided uh, to present Wrestle Kingdom again, only this time coming from the Tokyo Dome, which is supposed to be like the Madison Square Garden, the biggest, the biggest well-known arena you can ever know in Japan. Uh, in this event, you had Shinsuke Nakamura. Hey! He's, he's we know that name. He defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi to win his second IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. So see, Shinsuke Nakamura is championship caliber. Anyway, uh, also in that event, Kurt Angle retained his IWGP uh, third title, uh, third belt against... Uh, Yuji Nagata. So at this time, Kurt Angle had left WWE um, due to, I guess, different opinions about things. So Kurt Angle was like, you know what? I'm I'm done. I'm I'm leaving, and and left in 2008. Uh, he later would go to join uh, TNA. 2009. Hiro oh gosh, again. Hiroshi Tanahashi left New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, Wrestle Kingdom 3 as the w IWGP World Heavyweight Champion after defeating Tajimuto uh, to begin his third reign as uh, champion. Elsewhere on the card, you had the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabian. We know those guys. Uh, they won their uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship against uh, 
Tetsuya Naito and uh, Yorjiro. Yujiro. Uh, Tiger Mask 4, meaning this is like the fourth rendition of Tiger Mask. Big wrestler back in the 80s, uh, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, bested defending champion Low Key uh, for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. And Team 3D won a hardcore match against Toru Yanu and Togi Makabe to win the IWGP Tag Team Championship. And we all know who Team 3D is. The Dudleys? Yes. Um, 2010. The date that the Monday Night War reemerged. Uh... The date marked a eagerly anticipated debut of Hulk Hogan along with Eric Bischoff in TNA Wrestling. Both of them showing up in TNA, so it was almost like a, what do you call a uh, NWO reunion of sorts. Uh, well, it had a number of surprises and debuts, okay, and returns. You had Ric Flair, Jeff Hardy, Sean Waltman, better known as X-Pac, Shannon Moore, Sean uh, Morley, Scott Hall, and the Nasty Boys in Orlando, Jordan. All, believe it or not, all men had wrestled for WWE at one point. The night also saw Awesome Kong, who we know of, uh, and Hamada win the Knockouts Tag Team Championship and ODB defeat Tara for the Knockouts title. Uh, also, that very, very same night, Uh, as they say, hell froze over when Bret Hart made his WWE return after uh, so many years after the Montreal Screwjob. Now, uh, this happened in uh, the, yeah, it happened on this date, and I was there to watch it when I heard that Bret Hart, one of my one, of, uh, actually my first favorite wrestler, when I heard he was coming back to WWE. I was like, I have got to see how this unfolds because Shawn Michaels was still active and still wrestling with with DX, the reunited DX. And of course, Vince was there in capacity as well. So I was like, how is this going to play out? You know, are we going to have uh, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart at WrestleMania or at Royal Rumble or anything like that? I mean, so many thoughts were going through my mind when I first heard it. You know, just similar to like this week when we heard The Rock wants to sit at the head of the table. Many thoughts are going through our mind like, oh my God, Roman Reigns. We've been talking about this storyline for a while. Oh, yes. This rivalry between those two, how it would end. Yes. How it could end. Well, when I told you I was thinking that it was going to end up with uh, Brett and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania or at Royal Rumble... It didn't happen. All they did was reconcile their differences. Brett forgave Sean, and Sean apologized and everything. Uh, so they, 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 you know, they reconciled and shook hands and hugged in the ring and everything. At the end of the night, though, it wasn't the same for Brett and Vince because Vince attacked Brett in the ring. So. It then led to the their WrestleMania match of Brett versus Vince, which still turned out to be quite good. I enjoyed it. 
Uh, okay. Also, in 2000, a lot of things happened in 2010. Uh, Tokyo Dome played host to the to Wrestle Kingdom Four main event. You had Shinsuke. Okay, more, Shinsuke Nakamura back at Japan. it again for the title for the uh, heavyweight championship against Yoshihiro Takayama. Ooh, look at that! I can speak Japanese. Uh, earlier in the card, also later down in the card, um, you had uh, Noma, Noma Ichi Marfuji. See, as soon as I got confident, I'm screwing it all up. Uh, going after Tiger Mask for the junior heavyweight title. Uh, the other title that changed hands also was the IWGP tag title, world tag titles. It was a three-way hardcore match. Uh, it was won by Tetsuya Nato and uh, Yojiro, who defeated Team 3D and the team of Giant Bernard and Carl Anderson, who we know of. Uh, 2000, and then we move on to 2011. Wrestle Kingdom 5 took place on Tokyo Even Dome. More Wrestle Kingdom. Hiroshi Tanahashi won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship uh, from uh, Satoshi, uh, Satoshi mm, Kojima. And then also you had Jeff Hardy retain his TNA World Championship against Tetsuya Naito. Yes, Jeff Hardy wrestled for TNA at one point. Here we go. 2011 of uh, on this day, Kofi Kingston beat Dolph Ziggler for the WWE, WWE Intercontinental Championship on an episode of SmackDown that took place in Tucson, Arizona. Oh, good lord. More New Japan. More New Japan, more Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, you had... 2012, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Minoru Suzuki to retain his IWGP Heavyweight Championship. I have a feeling ah, there's still more go. New Japan coming away. Elsewhere, you had Prince De De uh, Devitt, also known as who we know today as Finn Balor, and Raisuke Taguchi. What? They're winning their uh, IWGP Tag Team Championship from Davey Richards and Rocky Ro uh, Romero. Uh, you also, also on that card, you had Hiroshi Tenzin and Satoshi Kajomiya, Kojima. Uh, they won the, the, their Tag Team Championship against Giant Bernard and Carl Anderson. 2013, Wrestle Kingdom 7 took place. Hiroshi Tanahashi retained his championship match against Kazukiya Okada. There's a name we know, Okada. Okay? No title change hands at all during this event. Wow. Uh, then 2014. Wrestle Kingdom again. Wrestle Kingdom 8. We had Hiroshi <laughs> Tanahashi defeats Shinsuke Nakamura to win the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. In the semi-main event, you had Okada retaining his heavyweight championship against Tetsui Nato. Three other title changes happened that night. You had Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson of the OC beating Davy Boy Smith Jr. Davy Boy Smith Jr., the son of the late great British Bulldog, and Lance Hoyt, also known as Lance Archer. Huh. Um... 
for the IWGP World Tag Team Championship. He also had Satoshi Kojima winning his NWA World Heavyweight Championship from Rob Conway. Kota Ibushi, we all know about Kota Ibushi, defeating Prince Devitt, or better known as Finn Balor, for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. And guess what happened on 2015 on this date? Uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah! Wrestle Kingdom 9 was held at the Tokyo Dome in you Japan. You just can't escape it, can you? I cannot. Hiroshi Tanahashi, and I'm getting better at pronouncing the names the more and more I say them. Hiroshi Tanahashi had retained his IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against Okada. Three title changes also happened that night. Toji Makabe beat Tomohiro Ishii for the Never Openweight Championship uh, in the first of the title changes. The next, we had Kenny Omega <coughs> taking on Raisuke Taguchi for the uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship. And then finally, uh, Hiroki Goto and Katsuhiri Shibata. I think we know Shibata. Uh, won their World uh, Tag Team Championship against Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. And guess what happened in 2016? It wasn't Wrestle Kingdom again, was it? What? what? Was it? Yeah! Wrestle Kingdom 10. Main event saw Okada taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi for the uh, Heavyweight Championship. Later, also, uh, later on, also in that night, Young Bucks winning their IW, uh, won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team title in a four-way match, defeating the Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly, former members of the Undisputed Era back in the day of NXT, uh, beating also Beretta and Rocky Romero and Matt Seidel and Ricochet. He was still called Ricochet? He was still called Ricochet. That was his own gimmick. He owned the rights to it. Huh. Uh, also on that card, you had Jay and Mark Briscoe. May, they, you know, may he rest in peace. Uh, they teamed with Toru Yanu uh, to win the Never Openweight Tag Team Championship from Bad Luck Fail, uh, Tama Tonga, and Yojiro Tanahashi, Takahashi. Uh, in this one... Uh, Kushida defeated Kenny Omega to win the uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship. Toji Makabe and Tomohaki Homa defeated Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson in the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. Katsuri Shibata beat Tohiro Ishii to win the Never Openweight Championship. Monday Night Raw in 2016 took place in San Antonio, Texas. I had you going for a second there. Uh, the main event, you had Roman Reigns retaining his uh, WWE Championship against Sheamus in a match where Vince McMahon was the special guest referee. Two thousand seventeen, you had Wrestle Kingdom seventeen, where Okada successfully defended his title. Oh, this was a, one of the legendary matches that became one of my favorite ones. Uh, the very first meetup between Okada and Kenny Omega for the heavyweight championship. That match took like an hour. It was an hour long match and it wasn't an Ironman match or anything. 
to where Okada came out as the winner and retaining his title. Later on, uh, earlier on, you had Beretta and Rocky Romero defeating the Young Bucks for their uh, for the IWGP World Cha- uh, Heavyweight Championship. Bushi, Evil, and Sanada nev- won the Never Openweight Six Man Championship in a six man gauntlet match. Adam Cole defeated Kyle O'Reilly to win the Ring of Honor World Championship. Uh, Toru Yanu and Tomohiro Ishii won the uh, ta- Heavyweight Tag Team Championship in a three way title uh, match, a fatal three way tag match with the likes of uh, other opponents of the Gorillas of Destiny and the team of Togi Makabe and uh, Makabe and Toma, uh, Tomaki Honma. Hiro uh, Takahashi had uh, sneered the uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship from Kushida. Hiroki Goto Shibata uh, or go to beat Shibata for the never open weight championship. How many more? How many more uh, Russell Kingdoms we got in there? 2018 Russell Kingdom eight tw- uh, Russell Kingdom twelve. You had Okada retaining his title from NATO. Uh, this also marked the New Japan Pro Wrestling debut of uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, by losing to Kenny Omega. Now this is af- right immediately after Chris Jericho had left WWE. And everyone was surprised one day when Chris Jericho showed up on a TitanTron and challenged Kenny Omega to a, to a match. Uh, for Kenny Omega's United States Championship. Uh, it was his first match outside of WWE since 1999. That's what marked it very historic. Uh, Earlier in the uh, card, you had Young Bucks defeat Sho and Yo for the Junior Heavyweight Championship, Tag Championship. Beretta, Yanu, and Ishii defeated Bad Luck Fail, Tonga, and Lo for the Never Openweight Six-Man Tag titles. Evil and Sonata beat Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer to win the Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Go to uh, and beat Suzuki in a hair versus hair match uh, to win the Never Openweight Championship. That's probably why we see Suz- uh, Minoru Suzuki with just a bald head and chopped up, like, bad haircut there. Uh, you also saw Will Ospreay win the Junior Heavyweight Championship in a fatal four way match that involved Marty Scroll, Hiromu Takahashi, and Kushida. It never ends. 2019, Wrestle Kingdom 13. I guess this is a big deal because Wrestle Kingdom uh, just took place today. So that's probably why there's so many Wrestle Kingdoms. Um, More on that in the news. Um, You had in the main event, Tanahashi defeating Kenny Omega for um, the IWGP World... uh, the heavyweight championship nato defeating chris jericho for the intercontinental championship to a no disqualification match uh taji Imaroshi beat kushida to win the iwgp junior heavyweight championship juice robinson beat cody rhodes for the iwgp united states championship huh. 
Uh, Evil and Sonata won the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship in a three-way match against uh, the defending champions, Gorillas of Destiny, and the Young Bucks. Zack Sabre Jr. beat Tomohiro uh, for the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship. Bushi and Takagi defeated the teams of Yo Sho and Yo, El Desperando, Yoshimbo to win the uh, Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. Will Ospreay beating Ibushi to win the Never Openweight Tamp Championship. So, in 2020, Wrestle Kingdom took place again. This time it was held in front of 40,000 screaming fans. Five of the uh, IWGP titles were on the line, and out of those five, four only changed hands. You had Dave Finley taking on Juice Robinson. Uh, oh, Dave Finley and Juice Robinson, I'm sorry, my mistake, taking on uh, Tonga and Lowe to win the Tag Team Championship. John Moxley beating Lance Archer to, uh, uh, to win the United States Ch Heavyweight Championship. Takahashi won the Junior Heavyweight title uh, from Will Ospreay. Uh, NATO beating Jay White for the Intercontinental Championship. And Okada regain, retaining his World Heavyweight Championship from Kota Ibushi in a match that lasted under 34 minutes. So really, you had Okada Omega. Nothing could beat that one-hour match where it was so many near falls and so many pin attempts. All right. So for birthdays of the day, finally got done with all that. Um, celebrating a birthday. Just kidding. There's another Wrestle Kingdom one. <laughs> celebrating a birthday today is Wrestle Kingdom. In a, in a way, it is. Wrestle Kingdom is celebrating a birthday. Uh, no, James Manley. Uh, many knew him at, um, uh, by his ring name, Jim Powers. Uh, born in 1958. Wrestled. Uh, he was trained by Big John Studd. Made his debut in 1984 and retired in 2010. Uh, he was always billed as 6'1 and 235 pounds. I'm heavier than this man once was. Uh, celebrating his 66th birthday today. Uh, next up, we have the late, great La Parca. This was He was a legendary luchador wrestler that had the, uh, the uh, skeleton mask. See right there? I'm showing Chris a photo of him. Uh, he would always come out to the ring with a guitar, or with not with a guitar, with a chair, and he would play it like it was a guitar. Um, sad, he would he was born on this day in 1966, uh, but had sadly passed away at the age of 54 while in the ring suffering from a uh, heart attack. Uh, he made his debut in 2007. And uh, last of the birthdays, uh, we have uh, Chris Canyon, uh, born in 1970, would wrestle for quite a bit of promotions. Uh, he wrestled for WWE, WCW, ECW, uh, but had sadly had passed away on April uh, 2nd of 2010 at the age of 40, uh, sadly by uh, an antidepressant overdose. So now that I've brought the mood down with so much of the Wrestle Kingdom and everything, 
Um, let's try to liven it up a little bit, why don't we? Hey, kids. I'm telling you, I brought the mood down with... Oh, dear God, he's mentioning New Japan again. Oh, here we go. Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom again. Why so much Wrestle Kingdom? Well, let me tell you, because we're going to go straight into the news, and I'm going to explain why. Today in Pro Wrestling News. And it's Wrestle Kingdom again. Well, oh. Wrestle Kingdom 18 did take place today oh, in Japan. Oh, it actually is Wrestle Kingdom again. I, I told you. Uh, I was not expecting that. So... Of course, they were having their debut of a uh, of a special championship that was debuting, and that was the uh, global championship. Well, um, of course, the global championship, the match was between Will Ospreay, John Moxley, and David Finley in a three-way match. Winner ended up being David Finley, but that wasn't the big takeaway from the night. When none other than Nick Namath, many of you know him as Dolph Ziggler, had appeared at ringside with his brother Ryan, uh, Ryan Namath, who wrestles for Ring of Honor. So you think he's going to Ring of Honor? New Japan and Ring of and AEW and Ring of Honor are all tied in in a way. Well, he appeared at ringside. To watch uh, the tag team championship as well as the strong open weight tag team championship take place but what really got him noticed was he got into an altercation at ringside with David Finley got into a fist fight to where they had to be separated so probably uh, New Japan then he'll probably be wrestling for New Japan and going after the global uh, championship and, I, I, in my opinion, I often thought Dolph Ziggler got the bum rap of things. He only became, he was only world champion once in WWE, and it was short lived. He was Intercontinental champion several times, and I believe tag champion. But I would have loved to have seen him get one good, decent main title main title run. You know, whether it be undisputed or uh, the Universal one or. Undisputed Universal. Whichever. <laughs> potato, potato. Anyway, um, well, yeah, that, but that's what went down. So I'm thinking uh, Dolph Ziggler is signed with New Japan. All right, Chris, you got another uh, star from Japan that could possibly ma be making a change? Yeah, uh, Julia from Stardom. Uh, I think another wrestling promotion. Yeah, from Japan. Uh, it, it's rumored that she's going to be joining WWE soon. Uh, she recently kind of ended or disbanded a uh, faction she had, which included some other wrestlers. Where at? Uh, Where did it take place? Wrestle Kingdom 18. <laughs> we can never escape Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom strikes again. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I had to, <laughs> I had to, had to, had to laugh at this. <laughs> it's funny still. Uh, the, the the people commentating on it sort of suggested that she was going to be moving to uh, a larger pr promotion or another major promotion when her contract ended. Hmm. Well, it could go either way to AEW or WWE. 
All right, well, speaking of New Japan stars jumping ship here, uh, Tama Tonga of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling has confirmed that January 20th, 2024 will mark his last month in New Japan Pro Wrestling during the uh, during his uh, Wrestle Kingdom 18 post uh, press conference. Uh, he went on to say um, he wanted to go ahead and talk about how he wanted to find uh, find work closer to home. And but don't get him wrong, he still loved Japan, loved the company, and loved every wrestler a part of the company. Guess where Tonga's home? Oh, he says he misses the the only thing, uh, the reason for wanting to return home, misses the family and leaving them at home. Nothing he wants to continue to do for the rest of his wrestling career. Guess where Tama Tonga resides in the United States? Somewhere in Texas, or. He resides in Orlando, Florida. Close enough. Where is Orlando? What is in Orlando, Florida? NXT. Exactly. WWE's Performance Center is based oh. out of Orlando, Florida. Unless so, you think he might be going to... No, he'd, he'd have to be going to NXT. He would have to go, be going to NXT. So, he wants to be somewhere close to home. Well, guess what? NXT is the best place for you right now. All right. Uh, Chris, you've got some news about the American Nightmare. Uh, let's see. Co- Cody Rhodes uh, kind of gave some some middle school students uh, an all-expense paid, including some tickets and a hotel trip to WrestleMania 40. Well, I'm, th- I don't, I'm not sure if he would pay for adults. So. No, he wouldn't have. No, but... Um, yeah, continue on. Go ahead. Uh, quote, he, he went on Twitter, formerly, or currently X. <clears throat> I, I should say Twitter formerly X, but that would be funny. And it would be funny, but inaccurate. Wow. Be funnier than that. It would be inaccurate. It's still the same thing. Nothing changed except the name. Get on with it. <laughs> That's another sound effect we gotta get. Yeah. Uh, he he ended up writing, "quote I could buy a bunch of popcorn, or I could just tell you, I've got your tickets and hotels. You're going to WrestleMania 40." End quote. Uh, by the context of that, because I, I looked into the story, uh, they're selling popcorn to get by tickets and hotel and everything to go to Wrestlemania uh, so Cody got wind of it and just said I don't know whether to just to buy the popcorn or just go ahead and get just give it to you guys so you know what I'm gonna go ahead and give it to you guys that's probably why yeah uh, the the story behind it though uh, these these middle schoolers uh, they go to Kip Amp middle school and it isn't just a group of kids they're a class of kids uh, their teacher is Victor Perry and they have made a club and it's called the wrestling club the T, uh, the TWC okay they come together it's like an after school club and they just watch wrestling where was this when I was a kid you know where was this club at I would have signed up immediately 
and it's really it's really awesome these kids have got their made up their own wrestling names and everything like that they've had visitors from AEW and WWE one of them being Big E I seen video on it and I'm like god these kids are so lucky and so cool so they I think it's really much rewarded for them that they go to WrestleMania 40 and be at ringside when Cody wins the Universal Championship. Okay, uh, injury update here. Uh, AEW uh, Roosh has uh, taken to social media and um, has disclosed with everybody that follows him on social media uh, that he has suffered a torn hamstring during his second match in the Continental mat in the Continental match. Um, what is so amazing, though, about Roosh, he continued with the tournament after the injury and wrestled in three additional tournament uh, uh, tournament matches. It's a weird point. And also being a part of an eight-man tag match at World's End with a torn hamstring. Yeah, I've, I'll give it to him for that. I know that much. I would not want to be in that situation. Neither would I. Um, he has not yet also disclosed the length of uh, time of it for his absence from AEW. Uh, but uh, as soon as we get word, we'll definitely know. All right. Well, that pretty much ends it with that. Um, Music just abruptly stops. Well, that's because I control it. Uh, so we got a little bit of time here. We'll go ahead and head into our TikTok follower shout-outs. Uh, Give me a second here to get everything all set up. Chris, you might want to go ahead and uh, move some things over if you don't mind, please, sir. Get the camera set up here. Oh, I almost forgot. I gotta convey convey information about this follower. Give me a second here. Give me a second. Hang on. Anyway, um, your thoughts on um, on um, Ring of Honor, Chris? While I'm doing this, kind of talk to the people. I thought there would be more stuff going on between the matches, but it, they they like, seem like to, promos. Yeah, you know, Ring of Honor. They're more strictly uh, with their Honor Club TV. They're more strictly about just in ring action and a few promos here and there, but none. Uh, very rarely doing in ring promos. More backstage and everything, and with interviews. But um, it was good though. I mean, uh, elaborate on, on that a little bit more, if you would, please. Uh, the wrestling was good. It, it, it made it kind of hard to pick a match of the night. Uh, well, it was hard between uh, that, um, what was it, Willie? I have the match right here in front of me. God, Kevin. Uh, the Willie Mack and uh, Kyle Fletcher match, and, of course, the main event. Because um, you know I'm a sucker for Val Vikingo. And when Vikingo and Commander or Penta or Ray are involved, that's when you want to be glued to that TV to go find out what's going on. 
All right. Just about done here. I'm sorry. Not much prep went into this because immediately started watching Ring of Honor as soon as we got home. So sorry, folks. All right. There we go. Got that all set up there. How's that? Isn't that good there? Let me move my mic this way so I can share the screen with the boy. Let's try not to get an echo, though. Yeah, we ended up doing that. Yeah, we found out through editing episode. that we had did echo. No, you still want to scoot in for crying out loud. But there you go. That's pretty good right there. All right. All right. Well, it's just about that time for us to kind of cut on out for our show here. So we'll um, do a quick uh, another TikTok follower shout out. And uh, this TikTok follower uh, goes by the handle on TikTok at drummer423. If you guys ever want to look him up. Uh, name is Rudy Duncan. Uh is a happy happy father of a little girl and uh, is an avid college sports fan. Go Vols! Uh, he's a t fan of the Tennessee Vols, by the way. If you're wondering what that meant, I know you're not too familiar about college sports, so it's all right. It's all right. But um, wanted to give a shout out to him for following us. Thank you for follow following us, Rudy and. Uh, Continue to follow us and spread the word about our podcast. And if you guys want to be a part of uh, any of our shout outs, follow us on TikTok and uh, we'll definitely give you a shout out. Uh, Chris, anything to say for the shout out? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't have I don't use TikTok. I, 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 I don't. So I, I really don't know. <laughs> it's OK. Don't take it personal. All right. So, um, again, if you guys want to follow, uh, be a shout out, follow us on TikTok, and uh, we'll definitely give you guys a shout out. All right. So, with that shout out, and that being done, I think it's high time we head out of here and get some rest because we got quite a busy night tomorrow night. We got SmackDown and Rampage. All right. So yeah, SmackDown and Rampage tomorrow night. Got double work. Hopefully a lot of uh, things go down on SmackDown. I don't know if Roman Reigns is going to be there. Cause <laughs> I, I want to see his response uh, about uh, about The Rock over here saying he wants to be head of the table now. Or it may be mentioned by Jimmy Uso or Just be briefly Paul brought up and just kind of almost forgotten about. No, but the main thing would be the... Uh, Triple threat match between uh, oh yeah uh, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and LA Knight. Yeah. Had to do that once. All right. So Chris, where can they get a hold of us on uh, email? Oh, the email. Yes. Uh, Crossfromapod at gmail.com. All right, and you can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and of course TikTok. And again, follow us, subscribe us, and follow our uh, follow our show. As far as the cross promo podcast goes, I'm Kevin. And I'm Chris. We, we gone. gone.
swear to God, that was like the fastest show we've ever done. And all the majority of the time we ever talked about was Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> Imagine if the same thing happens next time. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs>